You're listening to KDRT LP 95.7 FM, Davis, California. And now stay tuned for Heart to Heart with Dr. G. Welcome to Heart to Heart, and I invite you today to think of uh, anytime you go anywhere, you probably need a road map, or you know your way, and you already know what direction to take, but not taking anything for granted, because changes do take place, have you noticed? Life has always been filled with changes, yet at this time, the changes are possibly more significant and includes some concerns that were not part of the our human history. And so changes do not have to be bad necessarily. Yet at the same time, it's good to be able to discern the difference between those that we may want to ignore or let go of or refuse and those that are an improvement over what things are like at this time. And discernment is a very nice word that speaks about having the clarity of mind, of spirit, and values that you've given thought to and that are real for you so that they are your live-by kind of itinerary. And, um, and therefore, it, you don't have to decide, is this good or bad? You have to perhaps ask yourself, or you, or you have an opportunity to ask yourself, how does this fit with my values, and do I need to re-examine my values, or do I need to stick to my values because they are primitive and appropriate to what it is like to be a human person? So stay tuned for more.
So if you are just tuning in, you're listening to Heart to Heart with Dr. G, giving you tips and ideas on how to live life richly, lightly, as well as wisely. Yes, wisely, with the wisdom that comes not from only thought, but thought, feeling, and intuition. And it's interesting that uh, some indigenous cultures uh, of various sorts, in fact, have had some connections with the values that they have lived by as best they have known how. And it is good to tune into traditional values wondering which ones do I want to let go of and which ones do I need to insist on living my life in accordance with those values. So someone has uh, made a list of uh, 10 virtues, is what they are called, intended as a roadmap for living a more balanced and connected life. And I will add, no matter what the circumstances might be, It's like having not just values on the surface, but values that are intended to be what you live by no matter what. And in addition, it is said that these values, these uh, virtues, remain relevant no matter what, regardless of how evolved and learned we think we have become. So what is the first one? Well, I will... There are 10 of them, and I will share three with you today. At least that is my intention. If time allows, we'll share others. These are values that I invite you to reflect upon and ask yourself, is this in accord with the values that I have learned in in my growing years? Or is, is this representing values that I choose to live by at this time? Because it could be and it has happened to everyone to some degree, we may have been put into boxes, and the boxes may have been in cardboard or paper or not desirable kind of boxes, not fitting who who we are and attempting to be, and not fitting the values we choose to live by. And so it's good to say, was I placed in a box with well in, by well-intended people, of course, possibly, probably, yet at the same time, do do the values are the values that I was taught in accordance with my instinct, my good sense, my loving self of life, and myself. As I was reflecting on all this, I was thinking about lifeguards. And you might say, why lifeguards? I don't even swim in the ocean, that is, or not in swimming pools very often these days. And yet I had occasion a long time ago to see lifeguards in person helping people with difficulties, handicaps, or handicapable, as my daughter would say, uh, be able to 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 uh, to be on a on a on a in the ocean, in spite of their limitations, and the lifeguards I noticed were all wearing those suits, wetsuits, and they all looked very uh, tanned and trim, and it was a reminder that before we help others, and it is a value that is important to consider 
and activate in our lives. At the same time, at first, we all need to know how to take good care of ourselves. If a lifeguard said, I don't swim, but I know all about it, that would not be a lifeguard. That would be someone who intends to be, wishes to be, is thinking of being a lifeguard, but that person would not have taken the instruction nor have had the practice necessary to be a real lifeguard. So what are these ancestral teachings that we might want to consider as we are expected at this time to go faster, to uh, click on some key on our um, phone or on our computers and have answers right away, when in fact sometimes answers to questions of depth and circumstance uh, require some reflection and time to practice living from, with those values in mind. So here are 10 ancestral teachings, and the first one I'll share with you is this, and I'm reading from the list. All life is sacred. Treat all beings with respect, and I will add, with consideration. Treat all beings, that, not, that is not just your neighbor and the person who looks like you or the person you were raised with, but rather people from around the world whose experience has been very different from yours, whose way of looking, whose skin color might be different, and yet all life is sacred. Treat all beings with respect, and I'm adding, and with consideration. And I'd like to share with you that one way to be very considerate of other people is to listen, to listen to their story, to listen to their views, to listen to their perspective, even if that differs from yours. Instead of arguing with someone or getting angry or getting impatient and say, well, I don't believe that, that kind of stuff, it's crazy, it's really good to take time to listen closely to what a someone is saying and someone is sharing with you. And that way, it begins to no you begin to notice at some point that underneath the surface values are values that allow life to continue and to be joyful and as painless as possible, if it's possible for it to be painless altogether. And yet most people, most people of the human sort have sim similar kind of notions about what they want for, from, from life. No pain or less pain or as little pain as possible and many joyful experiences, a life that is feeling good to be part of. So all life is sacred. Treat all beings with respect includes primarily, I would say, listening to others and practicing having the patience in yourself to wait until it's your turn to say, well, my way of looking at life, it differs from yours. May I tell you about it? And notice the question, may I tell you about it? Because it, just because you're eager to share doesn't necessarily mean that the other person is eager to hear. 
or they may be eager to hear at another time, and yet you do not know about that unless you say, may I tell you about my my views, my perspective, uh, what I've learned and what I hold dear in my life. And by asking permission, even if people say, sure, go ahead, and they don't mean it, at least you have asked. At least you have consulted them to say, may I tell you about my views? But it's good to wait until you've heard a whole lot, and usually a lot more than you would normally listen to, including, oh my gosh, shall I say, moments of silence. Because sometimes a person needs to reflect and they need a moment of silence to tune in to the significance of what they want to share with you. And so sometimes it requires a pause. People who have taken some of my classes know that I, I am big on a book titled PBS, Pause, Breathe, and Smile. <laughs> pause to begin with. To be comfortable or learning how to be comfortable with silence, with quietness, with moments when there's no eagerness to talk, or even if you feel that eagerness, you take a few deep breaths and you say, it's that person's turn, it's his turn, it's her turn, and so it's my turn to be a listening person at this time. So this is the fourth saying in the list. They are not in list of import uh, in in uh, as important as they are. They are all of same importance. All life is sacred. Treat all beings with respect, and give them all consideration, including listening, and taking time to hear what they have to say about their story, the story of what they've experienced, which is usually much more, much more than what you think you already know. Just because you've known someone for a long time, it doesn't mean that you know everything there is to know about them. Think about that. People have had different experiences and have been touched or moved or frightened or joyful in a different way than you might have been. And therefore, it's good to hear what has touched you or moved you or surprised you or caused you pain in your life. And then to simply listen without judgment, without criticism, without comparison to your own experience or your own perspective. Hmm. That's a lot being said, and it's a lot to practice. Let's take a moment and listen to music.
I'd like to share with you about a few programs that are heard here on KDRT-LP 95.7 FM. Davisville with Bill Buchanan presents people, stories, and ideas that have some connection to the Davis community. If you'd like to hear Bill Buchanan on Davisville, tune in on Mondays from 5.30 until 6 p.m. right here on KDRT 95.7 FM, Davis, California. And for replays and more about this program, visit kdrt.org. That's kdrt.org. This music is from David, D-A-V-E-E-D, and the album or the CD is titled The Healing Garden. And it's good to wonder about what kind of music. Music is very powerful, by the way, as you probably already know. And there are musics that are preferred and musics that are not liked or not practiced or listened to very often, and yet it's good to be selective about music that stirs up your deeper spirit, your, the person in you that has values that you would like to live by, and it's not that easy, possibly, or music that invites you and makes it easier for you to be authentic, your own authentic self. Think about that. So I'm sharing with you some of the values or the um, virtues that are inspired as a roadmap for living a more balanced and connected life. And keeping life in balance has become more difficult than ever because we are faced with newness and differences and changes and alterations and et cetera, et cetera. And so it is good to really have some solid tools that help us and keep us connected with our basic values and the practice thereof, regardless of circumstances. So what I've shared so far is that all life is sacred and treat all beings with respect, and I add, with consideration. And one in particular is to listen, and to listen, to listen, to hear what somebody has to say, yet also maybe to understand whether you agree or not is not a consideration necessarily. 
In fact, it's necessarily not a consideration. It's to begin to be uh, to understand how they have come to believe as they do or have, so that you have a, a greater consciousness about who this person is, even if your views differ greatly. Think about that. And with a, with a world in such dramatic change, uh, facing the necessity of some changes, in fact, uh, all changes are not necessarily honoring basic values that keep you alive and keep you wanting to live life joyfully and, um, and, and with gratitude and with finesse, shall we say. So what is a second of these virtues, would you like to know? Well, how about if I choose, uh, share with you the last one, which is enjoy life's journey. Enjoy life's journey. And that's an invitation to savor with lightness of spirit, even when the going is getting rough and you're having difficulties, it doesn't mean that you cannot savor and notice that which is possibly a source of joy or beauty or pleasure. And it's, it's, uh, it's about keeping one's perspective without being so focused on the troubles and the problems and the difficulties that we are all facing or that we seem to face at varying times in life. And those may be very real and very significant, in fact, yet at the same time, it is good to say there's more to life, and I want to be aware of it all, which means not just the miseries, but the, 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 I want to, to notice with gratitude that even on the miserable days, the difficult days, the demanding days, or facing very troubling circumstances, there are still moments of beauty, moments that bring joy and bring a smile on your face. And it's good to remember and to give oneself plenty of permission to have a smile on your face, even in the midst of trouble and difficulties, not to forsake or to, to pretend that that which is difficult is not there, but rather to have availability, the availability of virtues and values and perspectives that are likely to assist you in making more wise or appropriate decisions facing whatever circumstance you might be facing. So if you start each day and say to yourself, today, I, this, is, this is my map for today, I want to enjoy whatever there is that comes my way, and I want to notice it and savor it. And it's like setting your GPS with a direction so that even if you go sideways a little bit and get sidetracked at some moment, you're still on your way, whether you're going south or north or east or west, but you are still on the path that you have determined for yourself. So enjoy life's journey and leave no tr negative track, but hopefully you leave a positive track. The, the, uh, 
that you have touched people by your words, by your actions, by your manner, by your kindness, by your joyfulness, and that uh, they are inspired by, you, by virtue of having known you. It's a good question to say, what kind of tracks am I leaving if I was to die today? For example, I got a message this morning, good gracious, on email about somebody I know I have known fairly well a while back, and that person died suddenly. And how did I hear about it? As an email. <laughs> and there's no sentiment or feeling in the, in, in, in the message, or not much, and there's no opportunity for me to respond with feeling, with awareness, with scrutiny of what, how do I feel about this. And so leaving no negative tracks, what do you leave behind if you were to leave today or tomorrow or next year or in 5 or 10 or 30 or 60 years, depending on your age, of course, and circumstances because the person I heard about today was um, died suddenly. Uh, which means she was not of, a, of advanced age. It was not death by virtue of being ancient beyond compare, but rather something else that took place, and I didn't get the information about what that might be. But it's a reminder that life is beautiful and an opportunity, and yes, it is difficult at time, and yes, we are facing some very significant changes, and we might want to give some thoughtful consideration to what are these changes and which ones are in alignment with your values and which ones do not and what can you do about it and how the question the other additional question might be and do you know whether you live by the values that you believe in or do you just if give word to them and yet are impatient or easily angered or tell people what they should be doing. And yet you say, but I don't believe in doing those things. But if you notice that you are doing at least some of those, it's good to say, what is the direction I want to take? Do I want to accept people as they are? It doesn't mean that you have to be a, a, a a close friend or a family member and and uh, be with them a lot because their values may differ from yours significantly yet at the same time can you deal with that person or that group of people with respect no matter what think about that i'll be right back
The concepts or the virtues that I'm speaking to you about today, it's easy to forget them because, or take them for granted because life does get challenging. Think about that. Listening to KDRTLP 95.7 FM, Davis, California. that is first listed, the virtue that is first listed on this list is this, think about it for a moment, the earth is our mother, care for her. We take where we live too easily for granted. We keep pouring cement over greenery without giving some reflection to do we need to have access to greenery in our life? And do we need to be in a state of awe about the beauty that is all around us? Someone has written an article that is quite wonderful about students at San Domenico School in California, and they are finding wonder, peace, and inspiration in nature. And it's part of the curriculum. Can you think about that? This is wonderful. The uh, article is by Aran Levasseur, and it was written very recently. And apparently, it's about awe, A-W-E, the kind of awe that we can all experience if we slow down, if we take time to enjoy, even if we are very busy people, and many of us are, yet at the same time, taking time to pause, to breathe, and to smile for no reason at all, or because we see something that makes us smile that is quite beautiful. Like here in the studio, the first thing I do is open the shades, and there is a plant that is generous, and it, it creates some flowers that are orange and yellow. I don't know what kind of flowers they are, but there's lots of them, and it's just very joyful. And I notice right now a little, a, a little butterfly, a papillon, 
in French, <laughs> a little butterfly that is um, attached to one of the one of the branches, and so it's good to be in to have in mind to look for moments and really enjoy moments of awe when something is so magnificent that we say, oh, wow, that is remarkable, that is beautiful. And in this article, she gives samples. In fact, she, uh, the, the, the teacher um, has created, or the students have created an almanac of awe where people list those moments of what they have experienced and how come. For example, somebody said, a butterfly's many subtle colors were revealed the more I observed it. That was written by a student. Added, the stillness of the butterfly made me feel at peace. Think about that. Life is sometimes very difficult and demanding, and we might be on the edge of a freakout, so to speak. And could it be that the stillness of a butterfly can make us feel more at peace? It doesn't make the problem go away, but it adds to our wisdom in dealing with any circumstance. Another student said, seeing the way the water trickled and the way the light fractured and rippled on the rocks underneath, that amazed me. I felt like I was looking at art, is what the person says. And there's a list of comments that students have made, and they were assisted in awakening to the richness that is right there. Fortunately, at uh, that particular college, um, San Domenico School in California is has some walkways that take people into nature. But nature can be anywhere you live, anywhere you want. It can be close by. It could be just a little gr bunch of greens that are in your garden or visible from your window. Or as someone said, it could be the peace that you experience when you are sitting in a bathtub and sitting back and just enjoying the feel of water over your body. Instead of a shower, taking a bath at times can be very, it may seem luxurious, but it can be very nourishing and helpful in slowing down. Slowing down the pace that is what is told us if, if you watch television, it's very interesting to watch commercials. There's no beginning and end. They all mesh into one big, long commercial. I don't even know anymore how many commercials are strewn together. And what has been lost is the notion of a beginning and an end. And when we take care of the beginnings and endings, we are more likely to take care of what's in between. Think about that. I'll be right back. Stay tuned.
So I'm sharing with you of these ten ancestral teachings. The earth is our mother. Care for her. Respect her. Be kind to her. I'm always astounded at how easily people will throw trash on the ground. Who's supposed to pick it up? That person would be supposed to pick it up and not throw it down on the ground in the first place. It's very interesting how people forget that the earth is our, the place where we live and we might do well to take good care of it, be respectful of its presence, of the role it plays in our life, and be, take the extra minute to pick up the trash, even if it's somebody else's trash, to put it in the garbage so that the path is cleaner and smoother and more beautiful and appealing to oneself and to another as well. So that is the first of the uh, ancestral teachings. The earth is our mother, care for her. And it's good to ask ourselves, how can I be more respectful? How can I be more using my eyes, my, all my senses, my eyes, my ears, my nose, my hands in such a way that I am contributing to appreciation and wellness, appreciation of what the earth does for us and wellness being on the lookout for it to be and continue to be and forever be a, a, a place of beauty and, and growth and a reminder, a source of inspiration to all of us. Think about that. So I've read you three of the ancestral teachings. And at a time in life when we are told technology is everything and it's full of answers and um, artificial intelligence is uh, making a, a, a big, big presence at this moment already, uh, it's good to say, wait a minute, let me slow down, let me... Pause, breathe, and smile. And I'll tell you about the smiling part sometimes because sometimes a person says, well, what is there to smile about? Life is difficult. You know, I'm, I'm getting a divorce or, or my child died yesterday or my cat or dog died or is, is, is ill or, or I'm hurting somewhere. And whatever it is that is causing difficulties or conflict, in spite of that, not ignoring that, but in spite of that, it is good to say, how can I be more a, a, appreciative of the planet and how it provides for all of us, all of us, and how can I be part of taking care of its wellness of being? Think about that. I'll be right back. Stay tuned.
And I'll share a couple more without a whole lot of comments necessarily. Give constant thanks. Let me start over again. Give constant thanks for each new day. Think about that. You are alive today, and some people have died at an, ancient, at an old age or early on or because of illness or because of being part of an accident. Whatever the reason is, for some people, life ends very early in their life or at the middle time of their life or even if they are getting on in years, moving on in years, they are not that ancient yet, and all of a sudden, life ends for them. So give constant thanks for each new day. You get another opportunity to live well, to live as richly as you can, and to face difficult times with wisdom, with lightness of spirit and wisdom. And that's what PBS Pause, Breathe, and Smile is all about. It's about lightness of spirit, about smiling, finding something joyful to smile about, even if it's a simple flower or a group of flowers, as I'm seeing from the window where I sit today at this moment. How can I get the richness within myself, even if it's through a glass? And that's an okay thing. And so it's good to say, I'm still here. And so I still get a chance to live life as well as I can, even if I will never be perfect, because none of us reach that point, nor should we be opting for that. Life is a journey, not a destination. Life is a journey, and hopefully we get wiser and smarter and kinder and more loving people as we move along in life. So giving constant thanks for each new day means that you are in a state of gratitude and appreciation for the fact that you get another chance to live life as well as possible, even though for other people, as my friend uh, of many years ago, Um, died suddenly, apparently. Um, She may have been, I don't know, in her 60s or early 70s. It was a bit early for her, and I don't know what took her life, but I do know that she is no longer. And she's someone who hung a swing, a real swing made of a rope and a wooden seat, from a nearby tree where she lived a while ago. And that was sticking to tradition because hanging, not a plastic uh, uh, swing, but a a wooden swing held with ropes that were very well tied to a branch. And and it, it was a wonderful opportunity to reconnect with nature and swing and just allow oneself to be moved, even if it's ever so slightly, back and forth. It's a little bit like a rocking chair, and there's something wonderful about that. And that is what I'm talking about today is however long you live and whatever changes take place in the life that you are given the opportunity to living, 
can you acknowledge the changes, be selective about which changes you you participate in and which changes you set aside because they just are not in alignment with the values that you choose to live by. What's another one that I'll share with you? Follow the rhythms of nature. Rise and retire with the sun. Well, not always as easy to do as we would like, but I will share with you something that Tamara Levitt said a long while ago. Here's what she says. See what happens when you tune your pace to the trickle of a stream or the waft of a lazy breeze. Ah. Yes, ah may be, and a state of awe may be what you find yourself in because that may be what happens when you tune your pace to the trickle of a stream or the waft of a lazy breeze. Think about that for the moment. And yes, there are times when we all have to hurry, even if we would prefer not to. But let's not make hurry your style every day, no matter what, every minute of every day, no matter what else you might be, prefer. Interrupting the, the, the pace of the day sometimes with pause, breathe and smile, is a way of reconnecting with earth and sky and all parts of the self, not just the thinking mind, but the feeling mind and the intuitive mind. And saying, okay, what can I do today that is, will put me in greater balance with the universe and myself, myself within? Think about that. Yeah, follow the rhythms of nature. Rise and retire with the sun. Turn off the cell phone. This may come as a shock to some of you, but those things have a button somewhere, and you can turn it off. And you are not obligated to answer every call that comes. That is not the case. Or the television, or uh, the, uh, the the computers, the the iPads and whatnot that you may have and that are really wonderful to make use of, but they are tools. And it's really interesting when the tool becomes the master or the director of our lives instead of us saying, let me see how I can make use of this great tool and yet not be owned by it, not let it drive, be the driver in my life. And it might mean turning off the computer earlier or the iPad or whatever it is that you may use. And I have those machines as well. And yet I make an effort, and it's not always as easy as I would like, but I make an effort to take them into consideration as a plus and to notice when they are becoming a minus. Give some thought to that and see what small changes could make a difference in your life, maybe.
would like to add and suggest to you some ways of sharing the awe, A-W-E, of nature. For example, if you're going to go out, whatever business you have to take care of or whatever busy time you will be facing when you walk out of your house, get grounded with grounded presence as you walk to towards the door so that you notice that you are changing your environment and you're now facing the world outside. And instead of rushing from place to place, off to work, picking up the kids after school, on our way for a dinner date or whatever, slow yourself down and enjoy the journey, the trip. If you are walking to your car, say to yourself, It's not far, and yet what treasures might there be between me and my car? And I might want to pay attention and wonder. And wondering is a great way to open open the door of one's box, if you will. Open the door to one's mind and one's heart and say, there might be something really lovely to look at or see or smell or hear. And if there is, I want to notice it instead of being in a very tight hurry. Also, it's good to pay attention, not just on the way to, to and from, or to, from, from your house to your car, but rather when you have a chance to be in nature, even if it's just a little tiny bit of nature, slow yourself down and enjoy the journey so that instead of hurrying for a destination, you take a moment to nourish yourself in between. And that's an important piece is thinking of beauty and lovely sounds and, uh, and things of that nature as nourishment for the spirit self so that it gives you the energy to be the, the joyful you that you can be even if you have difficulties. And if you are walking in nature, if you have the good opportunity to walk in nature, even if it's a short walk or a long walk, pause, stop as you are on the trail or on the little walkway and take a moment and to to take in that which is around you so that you nourish yourself and have therefore greater strength and capability available when the the world becomes demanding and difficult. Think about that. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Someone has said the following, and I like quotes because they are inviting reflection. 
one gets more out of quotes by reflecting rather than judging the quote, oh, that was brilliant, oh, that was cute, or that was wonderful. Yet, and it might be, yet at the same time, if you want to get the full nourishment, ask yourself, what does this have to do with me? How can I get more out of this quote? And what do I need to alter or refine in my way of being since this quote may be, in fact, a reminder of things I have been so busy doing that I have forgotten. So this is by Ritu Gadori. Our mind is a garden. Our thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. I'll read that again. Our mind is a garden. Our thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. And that's a wonderful way to reflect, not find fault with self, but rather say, what am I doing when I am insisting on being focused on problems, difficulties, and negativity and it doesn't seem to fix the problems, and it alters my mood, my mode, and my manner. And so our garden is, our mind may be like a garden. Our thoughts are like the seeds, and you can choose to grow flowers, or you can choose or notice that you tend to grow weeds. And then you might ask yourself, how can I change the balance of that? Think about that. I'll be right back. This is Dr. G saying, ciao for now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.